morning. We are here at the beginning of the day at the Magic Kingdom. Welcome, this is Jeff Covert. Welcome to a new Disney at Play podcast. It's 8.35 in the morning when I arrive at the Magic Kingdom. And this is for, uh, this is some of the parking going on, but some of the parking has already occurred toward the back part of this lot and into the Peter Pan lot, which is actually where I've been parked. Um, those guests with uh, needing wheel uh, handicapped assistance are over there. And then uh, those, that empty lot is for those paying premium. Uh, quite a few people. You notice, uh, look at this machine. This is a good sign because that machine is on the monorail line to Epcot. And that means that perhaps they are doing some work on the Epcot monorail line, hopefully uh, in preparation for opening that line. I have to talk about the um, monorail for a moment because uh, several friends and colleagues have mentioned that the last couple of days have been very frustrating with the buses. Um, waiting an hour for a bus to arrive getting a bus that actually is a third party, probably Mir's bus because Disney buses weren't available. Uh, my answer, if there are not enough buses available, my answer to that is get the monorail line open to Epcot and it will resolve a great many problems as it relates to uh, having more transportation options. Okay, we're here gathering toward the security and temperature screening check at the entrance to the park. We are on our way. Always a little confused when I see guests lined up at the ticket booth and there are quite a few parties doing just that. I say confused because theoretically, you have to have a park reservation to come in. And this week there are not park reservations available on the fly. And secondly, wouldn't you want to have purchased a ticket before you made that reservation? So it's a little, a little curious there, but um, anyway, we'll proceed to the monorail platform. Actually, we decided to take a detour and we are gonna go on the bus this morning over to the Magic Kingdom. I think that will get us over there a little earlier and uh, we'll be on our way. So, see some buses lined up here and we look like we're ready to go. Wow, I'm really surprised. Uh, uh, I guess because there are a number of buses working this morning, negate the earlier comment I made about bus availability. Uh, I had the bus all by myself and the bus took off immediately. So we're on the Magic Kingdom. In fact, there are a bunch of buses back then. I think the comments about buses were made more toward uh, the evening hours of the day when people are all heading back to their hotel roughly around the same time. It's one of the advantages of opening and closing parks, particularly Epcot at a different time because it gives them the ability to kind of manage out the transportation and not have it all on top of them at the same time. It's the little details that make the difference in terms of the experience, like the music that's playing in the background, 
that's been catered to the particular park or location that you're going to. Um, and and the, he was making a left-hand turn, and, which is a very busy street, but the bus is coming in the same direction as him, stopped so he could turn and make a left. Very, very cool, simple process that makes it easier for everybody to do their job. That's a very cool thing. Now over here at, the, at Disney's Contemporary Resort, you'll see that this back lot has been fenced in. It's fenced in because they are getting ready to do a major rehab on some of the most, well, on, on the oldest rooms in the entire resort. In particular, they are looking to um, do an abatement probably on those rooms as they have probably not been done since uh, the, since Walt Disney World opened. That's what they've been doing at, Walt, at Polynesian. This is not just about adding a Moana theme. It's about doing an abatement of asbestos. And uh, at least that's my, my understanding. And this has been long overdue. I think also the Wave restaurant is closing over the summer to accomplish the same, same thing. So it's, uh, it's kind of interesting, but we are proceeding behind the other buses and we should be going in soon. Hey, thanks so much. Have a great day. Yeah, we're stepping off and walking in. Morning. How you doing? Good. Morning. You too. All right, we are joining the contemporary crowd that is lined up to go on into the park and uh, heading past the bus area. So, um, looking for a monorail coming by wanted to particularly look for the red one because there has been a new paint job done on it and i wanted to check that out what that looked like but i could see the um, peach monorail up ahead at the station and that was the very one that was in the station as i was approaching so really the bus is one of your best bets for getting into the park quickly uh, when you're coming through via the parking lot oh and here's monorail yellow which was going into the station as I was uh, leaving from the station to go to um, to go to um, the bus station so um, and I would not have gotten on that that monorail because there was still a good queue ahead of me so again just a little tip, sometimes it pays to go and get on the bus. Oh, hey, I found Monorail Red, and it is coming out of the station, but it's working the resort line. And uh, so that's cool to see that, looking sharp. Maybe we'll take it on our way home as we go through. We're gonna go through the facial recognition test. We'll check this out. Oh, good. Thanks. So that was the facial recognition test. And yes, 
it was unceremonial. Um, I, they could have had a camera there and I wouldn't even known uh, that they were taking that test because there was no looking into a camera or being asked to direct my focus. So interesting, interesting how that uh, process works. And we could discuss the implications later on it. But meanwhile, a little bit of magic as we step onto Main Street to the train station. There's Pluto, Mickey, Minnie, Donald and the gang, all greeting guests as they come into the park. Mickey still has his previous, uh, and Minnie too, previous suit on. Um, from the last celebration, it's not uh, it's not the uh, suit he'll be wearing for the 50th anniversary. So, passing by City Hall, and uh, and I want to take you over to the fire department. Remember, fire department was home of the. Uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. That is not here, but they have some really cool things. I love this signage, which is very mid-century Googie style from the Disneyland era. This sign too, as well. Very cool look and feel. Again, very reminiscent of an early Disneyland. Not early Walt Disney World, early Disneyland. And then the middle is the fire truck, ropes around it, and all laid out perfectly. And uh, you can see up against the wall, lots of patches from those who have come and contributed. The fire pole going to nowhere, but it's all good. Then the back of the station, uh, stables for the horses. If you really look, technically you couldn't fit a horse back there because it's a very tight, confined area. But it gives you the idea of that theming being carried out, you see, uh, this uh, says WDWFD, Walt Disney World Fire Department. Um, it's a really great little effort in theming. All right, the park has just opened. It's now just after eight o'clock and we are walking down Main Street and uh, joining the crowd, so to speak. We'll check out everything going on here in the park and uh, good size group of morning guests and I'm just trying to give you an opportunity especially for those tuning in to YouTube to kind of get a sense of the morning air it's been a long time since I did early morning in the parks so I'm really glad to be here this morning and looking ahead. Well, first of all, I have to mention, look you over there at Starbucks trying to get in, get things going there. But what I really wanted to point focus toward is the amount of work that is currently being done to continue decorations on the castle. It's looking good and we'll give some up close uh, look to it in a few minutes. One of the things you'll notice as guests are gathering to take 
their family photos in front as many of them are now choosing to take their masks off as they uh, get their photo. So all very cool to be able to do that now. We are walking up the castle. Note the castle stage is still under reconstruction. But boy, um, lots of bunting, lots of jewels. Look at that first tower on this side. There's this um, bobble of jewels, if I can say that. Lots of little circular type gems all gathered together on that. Uh, I'm gonna just go in even closer to it so you get an, and we'll, again, this is uh, easily seen on YouTube, but I'm describing it to those of you listening to our podcast you'll see there are a lot of ribbons around the towers that are being put in don't know how far up this is all going to go if it's going to wrap up along the top tower tiers but these lower towers have got lots of bunting lots of jewels and uh it's very i don't know it's elegant i mean i'm i'll be happy when it goes back to the blue and white at the end but i'm very good with what it looks like right now. I think it's very appropriate for the 50th golden anniversary of Walt Disney World. Here is the stage. And uh, that's still being worked on. Now we're gonna turn. You see the moat is where the cranes are currently positioned. We're moving down the corridor at the entrance to Fantasyland. Dream is a wish your heart makes. Always uh, setting the stage as you walk through the castle. Take a look at the Fantasyland shops. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, Teak uh, support shops. They've been given a big dash of blue paint and kind of a redoing there. Um, you can see a little bit of the touches on the side on the towers here. Not a whole lot yet that have been added to that. So, um, we are moving through Fantasyland and the carousel is just sitting there looking like a gem this morning. I think there are maybe two guests on it right now. Um, it's looking beautiful. They've been applying a lot of gold touches on, you see that along the pictures of Cinderella, toward the top, you can see a lot of gold touches there. And uh, it's really looking sharp, just sharp for the 50th anniversary. We're gonna move over toward uh, the action here, noting there's some breakfast options going on over at uh, the Friars nook which i didn't even know they had breakfast over here so they have uh cinnamon sugar donuts sausage and gravy tots i am so tempted so tempted i'm gonna i'm gonna work it off before i take it in oh breakfast sandwich too with a multi-grain croissant as well as the sugar cinnamon sugar donuts sausage and gravy tater bites got a 
gotta love that so let's uh let's keep proceeding the queue is now at 45 minutes and we're about 10 minutes past the official opening time so again all the more reason you should get here very early in the morning when you are going to visit the parks it gives you um gives you a lot more leverage for taking on attractions either do this at the very very beginning of the day and get here early or make it the very last thing you do as you finish out your day either way is a good option i would be remiss if i did not take the time to showcase where construction is on tron uh, the noise that you hear in the background is a gentleman on a crane actually doing pressure washing to the actual um, exterior portion of the frame. So that's why you have a lot of noise here. What you're going to see different than in previous uh, walkthroughs I've done of construction is that a lot of the uh, support structures have been removed from the very front. Now, in the back, you see a number of support structures still there. But by and large, uh, the support structures are, have been completely removed from the front and it stands independent. Now, what's missing is that there is a sort of um, membrane that is put, and I say membrane, over all those diagonals, uh, or not diagonals, but triangles that you see in the canopy. That Those membranes become the canopy and I call them membranes because at Shanghai Disney, those individually light up and there's a color scheme that goes with it that's pretty fantastic. Um, construction is clearly going on here, but the speed of construction is uh, debatable. And so some have thought that this is being put off for another year for opening. It's hard to tell. Uh, they certainly are not talking it up. And so that's what's made people feel like maybe it is being put back. And of course, we can't see what's going on in the interior portion of this ride show building, which is considerable in size. What we can see is looking down here, you see a whole bunch of railroad ties. And by the way, they look like they're kind of a rubber galvanized. They don't look like your traditional wood pile, probably intended to last the next 50 years. It looks like they're getting ready to finally put in the train tracks which again until this is completed they're probably not going to run the train and again while the structure is up the membrane is not so the timing for the train seems kind of questionable at this point and that that is a very disappointing thing by the way when mickey's toontown was under construction they put this well, I mean, when the original Mickey's birthday land was under construction uh, and there was nothing here, and they put the original train station here. They actually ran the train back and forth from Main Street to Frontierland, as I recall. And I'm a little disappointed they don't try to do something similar uh, right now. Uh, just so that there are more options for guests to enjoy. But again, it's not the only ride attraction not working. It's 
speaking of things not working, it appears that Casey is going under a little rehab right now. And uh, that's good because with water, Casey tends to kind of get uh, uh, faded out. And so I'm really glad to see a little TLC going on there for Casey. This corridor in Tomorrowland, which has got a little bit of pavement work going on it. I love it when it's empty because you see the beauty of the uh, flowers planted along here. In fact, you see a gardener tending to it right now. And uh, it's, uh, it's a really lovely little corridor uh, with the big trees and with the flowers. And uh, it's just a nice touch as you go into the heart of Tomorrowland. And this is gonna be very exciting because there is something going on in Tomorrowland. Hasn't been going on in quite a while. Heaven knows I've talked enough about it in my uh, podcast since park opening. But I am happy to say that the people mover is running now. It doesn't have any guests at this time, but they are actually operating the attraction, looking like it's putting them through its, uh, its trials before reopening to guests. They've promised by May 1st. I've heard of those promises before, but right now I see a monorail station that is very much happening, or not a monorail station, a people mover that is very much happening and that is great news uh, I also think that the people mover may be a sign that there may be um, an increased capacity because if you have attractions like this up and running you are in a position to increase your capacity in the parks and I think they want to do that at least by summer over here cool ship coca-cola getting a fresh paint job and uh and that's under rehab right now as well so things are looking very good in tomorrowland here is the sign indicating that the people mover is not currently running um there's no guest in front of the attraction but uh and the moving beltway is not operating but definitely the attraction is happening as we speak and uh, all of that is really good news. By the way, walk on uh, to Buzz Lightyear right now and, and of course, Carousel of Progress. So great time to enjoy these attractions. Here is another attraction that would benefit from reopening in terms of increasing capacity in the park. This thing, this thing swallows up a lot of people. And even if they socially distance the crowds a little bit on the attraction, it would still allow them to increase capacity in the parks and anything in terms of entertainment offerings or additions would be very helpful for increasing capacity. And uh, by the way, uh, hours have been lengthened for the park and uh, that too increases capacity as you are uh, visiting there are simply able to put more people through in a day uh, because they are open for longer hours and most people don't stay the whole day so except for a few diehards out there anyway 
We're gonna cross over Central Plaza and head on to Adventureland. I don't think I've had the opportunity to talk on one of these podcasts about my experience at Club 33, which is located here. I'm not able to publish photos. I did take pictures, but I can't publish photos. So I'm going to honor that and honor the friend who managed to get us in. It was so awesome. We dined upstairs um, behind those doors and uh, enjoyed a light lunch there. And uh, it is a phenomenal experience. Um, and I'm, that's all I'm gonna say on that because uh, there it is worthy of greater discussion at another time, but uh, I'll save that for another occasion. Meanwhile, let's go check out the Sunshine Tree Terrace and see what's going on there. I don't know that there's anything new going on. Yeah, so this is a little confusing because there are egg spring rolls at the entrance to the park now being offered, the cheeseburger ones being the famous ones. And then you have fried pork and vegetable pot stickers here. Uh, and the I Lava You float, which is Dole Whip, orange with Fanta, strawberry, and red passion fruit syrup topped with popping candy. Uh, yeah, it's all good stuff, kind of, so. Uh, there beyond is Swiss Family Treehouse, looking nice, and uh, we're moving on into Adventureland. So I wanted to take this photo at the entrance to Jungle Cruise. It's of the roof line, but can you see beyond the roof line? You can actually see the temple that you go through when you're on the attraction. And I just love that little detail, that little hint of things to come if you catch it. Trees have grown up a little bit around it, but it's still very cool. Big queue in front of the attraction, no question about that. And in our previous podcast, we mentioned that Trader Sam has been removed from the Jungle Cruise. And of course, they're expecting to put all the changes in there before the end of the year. So a lot more to come on that attraction as uh, as it evolves. Passing by the Enchanted Tiki Room and moving on to Pirates of the Caribbean. Beautiful day, I love how the sun is just hitting on this attraction. It just beams, El Torre del Cielo, the clock tower um, just looks really beautiful and then now what we have going on here at Pirates, this is based on a Castillo castle in Spain. By the way, look up there at the turret. You see surrounding the turret are cannons. And it used to be that the cannons would fire. They've not done so in quite a while. That's a disappointing feature. And then you also notice there are some these black flags along the roof line. That's a protection element for, for cast members or crew up on the roof. Again, it's not great show, but at least they made them skull and crossbones style to kind of add to the element. Um, this castle, yeah, there is another castle 
at Magic Kingdom and it's, it's Dia de Morro. And this is based on a castle in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Now, a couple of podcasts ago, I spoke of, uh, it was a comparison of Pirates of the Caribbean across all Magic Kingdom style parks around the world. And I did a comparison and that's available for you to check out. But on my Patreon site, which is the Wayfinder Society, we actually go into each of these versions of Pirates of the Caribbean uh, and talk about all of the details that can be found in here. For instance, here at Fuente de la Fortuna, you see this well. Now this well used to run with water. It's disappointing that it's, it's a planter because Fuente de la Fortuna meant, meant uh, a fountain of fortune. So if the idea was you cast your a penny or some coin into the fountain, make a wish. It's a wishing well is what it essentially is. They probably took it out, not because of the challenge of getting it to work, probably because they got tired of emptying out all the change from the fountain. Um, I remember at one point hearing the number that there was like, and this was like 20 years ago, that when they go and fish out all of the coins in all of the waterways around Walt Disney World, it, it was coming out about 20 years ago to be about a $125,000 a year. Now they took all that coinage and they gave it to charity. But the problem was that it cost more money to remove all the coinage, drain all these things and, and fix pipes that got coinage stuck in them than it did to just write out a check. So they can't control people choosing to throw a coin in a fountain, but they can uh, control what the fountain looks like. And that's the case here. These are the kinds of details I go into in the Wayfinder Society. In the Castillo del Moro attraction, which becomes the queue for Pirates of the Caribbean. Most people do not know that theme queues really did not begin at any length until this attraction was created um, in the early 70s. This is almost a scene one to the actual ride experience itself and is unique because, I mean, when you think of something like um, Pandora, um, uh, Flight of Avatar Flight of Passage, or you consider um, the theming to Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, well, let me just tell you that that theming is, uh, that idea of theming the entire queue experience. Radiator Springs Racers is another great example of this. Man, that, that began here. The idea of being in this uh, fortress, there's actually two parts to the queue, the prisoner, or uh, the defense side and the soldier side. And there is just a whole lot of details to this queue. In fact, we haven't even finished our entire section on this. We haven't covered the retail side of this. We have just, and we haven't even covered the ride portion, but you gotta check this out on Wayfinder Society because we cover all of the details of just the queue itself. And then we're gonna add the second part very shortly. The reason this exterior queue exists 
is you see the softer light that is going on here. We are taking you out of the bright sunlight of the day and we are bringing you into almost a twilight kind of experience. And then when you get in the queue, you actually get into some inside outside portions where you are, you are outside, but it looks dark. So by the time you get on the boat, which boat is going to have um, the boat dock, it's gonna be outside, but it's all gonna be at night and dark. All of that that's going on is a transition that happens in the queue experience. Again, this is a brilliant, brilliant queue. And it was the first of really themed queues back before at Disneyland. It was largely a switchback queue experience. Even when Walt Disney World opened with attractions like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, it was a switchback exterior experience. It was not what you think of today. So again, I encourage you, if you would like to support the podcast, you're gonna get ideas and things that you never saw. Uh, we are also beginning a Walt Disney World series that celebrates the 50th anniversary by looking at best in business practices in across the entire property just lots of cool stuff so go check it out wayfinder society at patreon group we are moving into frontierland going past the golden oak outpost going past pecos bills and into frontierland i would be uh i would be wrong not to take in the beauty of this moment um and just checking out the rivers of America on such a quiet time as this. It's uh, just a beautiful time of day to be here and um, very tranquil and crowds are being lined up here and uh, looking really good. Um, we are going to have to get onto Tom Sawyer Island and see some of the changes that have been made since uh, it uh, was rehab so we will do that in a future podcast be looking for that over there is the liberty bell sitting at the dock waiting for its first guest blowing steam out out the top again very tranquil moment here another tranquil moment in the magic kingdom in the first hour we're about eight 45, 8.50 in the morning. So we've seen quite a bit of the park in the first hour of the day. Here we're by the flags and then by the uh, oak tree where the 13 lanterns hang. Of course, Hall of Presidents is not open. It will probably like, talk about attractions that provide capacity, but uh, that will probably be much later in the year by the time that occurs. Um, the old Christmas shop, everything just looking very peaceful, very serene as we go through the park. And uh, wow, now this is interesting. They have emptied out a lot of tables and chairs that were in this little corridor. I suppose it is an effort to, again, be more socially distanced, but uh, there were easily twice as many, if not more, tables and chairs in this little plaza area prior. So it's an interesting 
notion with everybody kind of gets over being uh, having to wear masks and get as they get vaccinated here's disney again emphasizing safe protocols with COVID. and i should just kind of glance across the way to note that the bridges uh the barrel bridges have been reinstalled finally over at Consoy island so that's a good sign to me that it is a good time to do a podcast because that would just barely been put back in the queue going to the harbor house on the way to peter pan's flight and peter pan's flight or well the building the show building or the the front entrance to peter pan's flight under rehab at this time so some of that queue area isn't even available right now back away on this a little bit a lot of detail in a covering for an attraction but that's what disney does is it pays attention my question is do they store these somewhere because the expense of just storing all this it's got to be crazy disney has a lot of major warehouses throughout its parks and then here we're passing by it's a small world and uh the queue is quite low tempted to go on it but uh, i need to stay focused on this podcast and video so that's uh that's the sacrifice i make you can see all the the queuing uh, rails inside for socially distancing guests um, that's going on and uh, again the canopy to the construction for Peter Pan's flight so lots going on the sun setting just right on these mountains here uh, to the entrance of be our guest which is not even open for breakfast that seems to be a missed opportunity in my mind uh thank you for visiting us today Just a little disappointing bell's enchanted tales also is closed next door has been since reopening uh, i look forward to seeing that after it's a great little interactive experience for guests as they come in uh, to this part of the Fantasyland forest. We're heading back into Fantasyland and uh, we see the castle beyond and uh, the carousel as well. Here is a really great view looking from the castle down Main Street to see the guests lined up. The train station under rehab at the back end of it and just a beautiful day unfolding. This is a beautiful day today to be out in the park. So um, glad I came here this morning for this early morning jaunt. And yes, I turned down the gravy and hash brown tater top thing. Uh, you know, sometimes I have to show a little bit of discipline. So, oh, bummer. Sorry I didn't get a chance to showcase that to you. But we have something else to showcase for you. Let's go take a look at it. Okay, so here's what I've kind of observed is that uh, a lot of families 
Well, obviously, if they're using the PhotoPass photographer, they're taking their mask off. But otherwise, they, some families seem a little reticent to do that. So it's kind of interesting to observe. Some are just pulling it underneath their chin, which, again, doesn't make the greatest uh, photo long term. But then again, maybe it makes this trip a little more memorable than those in the past. Main Street Confectionery is closed for refurbishment. I'm excited to see what happens. Meanwhile, it's showing at the Main Street Cinema, now showing sweets and treats. So let's just see if that is open. As we come in, yeah, it is. So we'll check out this spot. Oh, and I'm, I'm so actually surprised because there are some wrapped Rice Krispie goodies and, um, and apples that are available for purchase, as well as the standard package goods that are showing up along the wall here. We've turned this into a little bit more of a retail space and um, point of purchase experience. And because of that, they've probably had to turn off the movie because it was in their eyes. So there's still a little place to go grab snacks um, while you are in the park. Hopefully we'll see that confectionery open soon. And here is the uh, jewelry shop, which is really a tribute to handbags, except for the back portion, which is all things Pandora. So lots of little changes. You see the doors closed to the confectionery. And guests are moving into the park. It's now about 9 a.m. And uh, a little bit before 9 a.m. And they are pouring into this park. And uh, it's a sunny, beautiful day at Walt Disney World. Tony's is quiet at this hour of the day. It seems like that would also be a great place for having breakfast. Uh, surprises me that they don't have this open this hour of the day. It seems like there could be more breakfast options, but uh, you see the restaurant, that's ah, so cool. When it's quiet and empty and ready for guests, you see the plexiglass put in between um, the booths to kind of separate guests and then out into the uh, ver uh, veranda area where the tables are quite spaced out in that location as well. And lots of tributes to Lady and the Tramp throughout all of this. Now, the Mickey and Minnie meet and greet, of course, is not open at this time, but uh, this entire area has been taken over with hats and mouse ears because the, uh, the hat shop here on Main Street is also closed while they go through the process of uh, doing a refurbishment on that space as well. So um, this is a good place to get a portable charger if you uh, are needing to get one. A few more gifts on that end as well. So yeah, it's all kind of stepping in to kind of support the uh, refurbishments going on that corner of Main Street. Well, I think this is a good spot to end our morning at the Magic Kingdom. 
and uh, his guests continue to come in at the nine o'clock hour and uh, we got to head out i've got business i need to take care of this morning be sure to follow us on uh, j jeff cober which is my youtube uh channel because that's where you can see video of all the things we do plus a lot of other videos we have about 150 videos right now have been assembled there so there's a little bit of a happening going on there and um you definitely want to check out j jeff cober check out our wayfinder society it's our patreon page all of these links you can find on disneyatplay.com the host page for this post and for uh this both the podcast and the video so thanks for joining us this morning we hope you have a magical day and in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.